This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We've had a beautiful, clear morning. Lovely day to be doing road work. They were even out painting stripes on some municipal roads at 2 o'clock this morning. So be aware there might be still some cones set up on some roadways and some work wrapping up on 17, also on 201. They've been doing overnight work in that area in Johnson City between Riverside Drive and Route 17. That should be wrapping up soon. Lots of construction still on the Vestal Parkway for the Greenway project. There were some lane closures westbound yesterday between the city of Binghamton and the Vestal Town Line, so be aware of that. The forecast today, maybe some fog around complicating the morning commute. Otherwise, mostly sunny today and a high in the low to mid-80s. We checked this morning with the Pennsylvania State Police, and they say yes, they are still looking for information about a missing child in Susquehanna County. Authorities say 12-year-old Mason Joseph McGuskak was last seen at around quarter after 10 on Wednesday night at his home on Shenango Street in Montrose. McGuskak is white, stands 4 feet 4 inches tall, and weighs 70 pounds. He has sandy blonde ear-length hair and blue eyes and was last seen wearing gray Adidas pants with a black stripe and a black, a white T-shirt. He was wearing slide-style black UGG brand shoes. State police say Mason was originally from the Carbondale area. Anyone with information is asked to call the state police at 570-465-3154. And we do have a photo of the child on our website, WMBF.com. A Binghamton man is facing up to life in prison after being found guilty of shooting a woman to death and wounding another at a Conklin apartment complex in August of 2020. The jury in the murder and attempted murder trial of 47-year-old Lance Johnson quickly returned guilty verdicts on all counts yesterday morning. Johnson was accused of murder in the shooting death of 38-year-old Allison Salisbury of Binghamton and the attempted murder of Shannon Brooks of Conklin, who was shot in the hand. At the time of his arrest, Johnson was charged with murder, attempted murder, criminal use of a firearm, two counts of criminal possession of a firearm, stalking, and evidence tampering. The Room County District Attorney's Office said Johnson had been stalking Brooks in July and the days leading up to the early morning shooting at the Conklin Road apartment buildings. Brooks was among those testifying in Johnson's trial. Officials with the Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak's office say they expect to seek consecutive sentences for the multiple counts amounting to 55 years to life in prison. Sentencing is presently set for October 7th, 2022. The city is taking legal action to take control of the dilapidated Binghamton Plaza. Binghamton Plaza Incorporated filed for bankruptcy in 2019, owing over $739,000 in property taxes, which was later reduced to approximately $400,000. That bankruptcy created an automatic stay for the duration of the proceedings, so until recently, the city of Binghamton's been unable to do anything about the rundown property built on top of an old dump. Now the city is asking the bankruptcy court to grant an exception to this day. Mayor Jeffrey Cram says Supreme Court action has cleared the way for the city to take legal steps to obtain the property through eminent domain. Cram says if the city does get ownership, the plaza will be torn down and the site put up for new commercial development. The Republican says the process would likely take at least 12 to 18 months to be settled, although the current motion before the federal bankruptcy court could be decided this summer. 
The city will be working with the other local businesses as well as Northside community to decide the future of the Binghamton Plaza if they are successful in gaining ownership. We'll have some more information on this story as James will be talking to the mayor a little bit later on this morning about 8.30 right here on News Radio 1290 WMBF and at WMBF.com. Attorneys for the white Conklin teen charged with killing 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket have been unable to secure a year delay in state prosecution. Peyton Gendron's attorneys ask a judge for the delay while a federal case against him proceeds, but Erie County Court Judge Susan Deegan during court proceedings Thursday did grant the defense team until October 6 to go ahead with the voluminous evidence and to indicate whether they will pursue a psychiatric defense. Gendron's been held without bail since his arrest shortly after the May 14th attack at the Tops Friendly Markets that also left three people wounded. He was charged in a 25-count indictment in state court with hate-motivated domestic terrorism, first-degree murder, attempted murder, and murder as a hate crime. He has pleaded not guilty. Gendron's attorneys said in court they were told it would take a year before federal prosecutors decide whether they are going to seek the death penalty. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre owned at GaltAuto.com. Feel the heat. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, July 8th, 6-11 here at WMBF. Time for traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that's State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's going to run from Sunday, July 10th through Tuesday, July 12th. And morning commuters may still be experiencing possible minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wednesday night, that's July 6th through Thursday night, July 14th. And time for some local weather. Downtown Binghamton right now, it's about 62 degrees, 75% humidity. Today, some patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 61. This weekend should be very nice. Saturday sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Saturday night mostly clear, low around 50 degrees. Sunday sunny with a high near 82. And Sunday night mostly clear with a low around 56. 612 here at WMBF. you're listening to WMBF with me, James Kelly, and Kathy White. Time for a sports update. Last night, Josh Donaldson hit a grand slam, and Aaron Hicks homered on the next pitch. The New York Yankees held on to beat the Boston Red Sox by a score of 6-5. The win came despite a pair of home runs from Red Sox all-star candidate Rafael Devers. 
Boston entered the game tied for second in the AL East, but 14 games behind the first-place Yankees. New York staked Garrett Cole to a 5-0 lead in the third, but he gave up Devers' two-run shot in the bottom half and his three-run shot in the fifth to make a final push to be added to the ALR All-Star Game roster at first base. And Garrett Cole has had some problems with Rafael Devers, giving up six career home runs to Devers alone. It's not great. J.D. Davis hit his first Major League Grand Slam for the Mets yesterday. James McCann launched a three-run homer, and the Mets routed the Miami Marlins 10-0 behind a splendid start from Trevor Williams. Davis set a career high with five RBIs, and Williams pitched seven innings of two-hit ball as the NL East leaders won easily in the opener of a four-game series to improve to 6-2 against Miami this season. Starling Marte and J.D. Davis each had three of New York's 12 hits. Davis also scored three times and combined with McCann to give the Mets eight RBIs from the bottom two spots in their batting order. Another rough night for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They lost to the Portland Sea Dogs yesterday by a score of 16-1. Been on the wrong end of a few laughers this week. The lone RBI came from Zach Ashford. Pitching-wise, Alec Kasena gave up seven earned runs in one-third of an inning. It's not great. Binghamton Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 7.05 at Morabito Stadium. And if you can't make it to the game in person, you can listen right here on WMBF with Jacob Wilkins with the pregame starting at 6.50. Other sports news. The U.S. women's national soccer team clinched its 2023 World Cup spot with a 5-0 victory over Jamaica on Thursday. Sophia Smith scored two goals in the first 10 minutes of the game for eight career international goals. So the United States will once again be heading to the World Cup for the women's team. Tough to find a more dominant sports team than the U.S. women's national soccer team. When they win, they win by like eight or nine goals all the time. Pretty crazy. 618 here on WMBF. Want to save a lot. Six twenty on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors have a four-day winning streak under their belts after all three major indexes scored solid advances on Thursday. The Dow Jones added 347 points. The S&P climbed 1.5%. The Nasdaq, 2.25%. Japan stocks gave up most gains. The yen rose this morning on news that former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was shot to death. A 67-year-old was killed while delivering a speech on behalf of another political candidate near Kyoto. Other economic headlines find oil prices rebounding after dropping below $100 per barrel earlier this week, but new claims for unemployment benefits rose to a six-month high last week. Analysts expect the economy to weaken as the Fed raises interest rates to curb inflation. Philadelphia, Chicago, San Francisco, and New York are among major U.S. cities that are having trouble getting employees back into the office. The Wall Street Journal says many workers are concerned not about COVID, but about crime and safety. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Welcome to... WNBF. 
623 on WMBF, and now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Scientists say they've reached a consensus about the ideal amount of sleep people should get every night in middle and old age. Seven hours. Not much more, not much less. Think of it, they say, as the Goldilocks amount. Now, this was a big study, more than 500,000 people in the UK. Researchers found significantly more or less sleep was associated with a reduced ability to pay attention, to remember and learn new things, to solve problems and make decisions. That sweet spot of seven hours was also linked with better mental health, with people experiencing more symptoms of anxiety and depression and worse overall well-being if they reported sleeping too much or too little. And when it comes to sleep, it's not just the amount that's important, but the quality. You need to get through each of the four stages of sleep a few times every night in order to wake up feeling refreshed. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Aid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. And now it's time for some traffic and weather here on WMBF. Right now, morning commuters may be experiencing some minor delays waiting for New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work. It's running from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. Started on Wednesday and it's going to run through Thursday night, July 14th. New York State Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that State Route 17 Westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's going to run from Sunday to Tuesday this week. As far as local weather goes, it's about 62 degrees in downtown Binghamton right now. 75% humidity. This morning, you could see some patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 61. Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be very nice out. Sunday with a high near, or Saturday with a high near 80, it'll be sunny. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. And Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56. And also looks like it's going to get a little hot on Monday. Sunny with a high near 87. Doesn't bode well for me. Next up, We'll have an ABC Entertainment update. News Radio 1290 WNBF. 
ABC Entertainment News. A re-recorded one-of-a-kind performance by Bob Dylan himself of his classic anthem, Blowing in the Wind, just sold at auction at Christie's in London for nearly $1.8 million. Only the bidders were permitted to preview the song. So why do it? Producer T-Bone Burnett, who oversaw the recording, tells Variety it's in part a commentary on artists earning fractions of a cent from streaming, saying he and Dylan determined it would be easier to sell one song for a million dollars than a million songs for one dollar. If I should leave Fred Neal's Little Bit of Rain there soundtracking the just-dropped trailer for the final six episodes of the final season of Better Call Saul. It returns Monday, July 11th on AMC and AMC+. Denzel Washington had to skip Thursday's White House ceremony where he was to have received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, forced to stay home after contracting COVID-19. And happy birthday, Kevin Bacon. He's 64 today. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Join Mark Pat. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 62 degrees at 6.30. Might run into some patches of fog again this morning. Otherwise, mostly sunny and a high in the low to mid 80s. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, one of Japan's most powerful politicians, is dead after being shot during a campaign speech. Abe was shot from behind minutes after he started his speech today in Nara in western Japan. He was airlifted to a hospital for emergency treatment but was not breathing and his heart had stopped. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. The 67-year-old was Japan's longest-serving leader before stepping down for health reasons in 2020. Police arrested a suspected gunman at the scene of the attack, which shocked people in a country known as one of the world's safest. The Labor Department will be leasing, releasing its June employment numbers this morning. It has been a job hunter's market for a while now, but there are signs that could be changing. After more than a year and a half of frenzied hiring, the retail sector is starting to show signs of slowing down. Analysts say it's due to a pullback in consumer spending, the prospect of an economic downturn and surging labor costs. Some merchants are also learning to do more with fewer workers. Here's a case in point. Walmart, the nation's top employer, says it recently overhired because of a COVID-related staffing shortage. It ended up reducing its headcount through attrition. Daria Albinger, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, it's 6.32. Sentencing is set for October for a Binghamton man found guilty of murder and attempted murder for shooting two women in an apartment complex on Conklin Road in August of 2020. A Broome County jury took only a couple hours yesterday morning to find 47-year-old Lance Johnson guilty of all counts in the murder of 38-year-old Allison Salisbury of Binghamton and stalking and wounding Shannon Brooks of Conklin. The district attorney says he will ask for 55 years to life in prison for Johnson, who is described as a longtime criminal with records dating back almost 30 years. With arrests for such offenses as burglary and assault, he also had a history of domestic violence complaints. Johnson had stalked Brooks for over a month before fatally shooting Salisbury in the parking lot of the apartment houses in Conklin early in the morning of August 7, 2020, with a semi-automatic handgun and wounding Brooks in the hand. He fled the scene but was picked up by Binghamton police a short time later. Broome County Health Department 
government officials are sounding the alarm over the number of drug overdoses so far this year. Broome County's Opioid Overdose Prevention Coordinator and the chair of the Broome Opioid Awareness Council, Marissa Knapp, says the county is on a track that would exceed the highest number of overdoses since the county began reporting them. Broome has had 22 suspected fatal overdoses and 111 reported non-fatal overdoses for the second quarter of the year, surpassing the number of fatal overdoses in the county in both 2018 and 2019 when the county had some of its lowest numbers. The totals for January to June so far are 44 suspected fatal overdoses and 258 suspected non-fatal overdoses. WMBF First News Time 633. Two Cortland County men are accused of breaking into a closed business in Cortlandville early yesterday morning. Cortland County Sheriff's officials were called about a burglary in progress on Star Road and along with the City of Cortland Police and SUNY Cortland Police were able to nab 32-year-old Todd Brady of the City of Cortland and 39-year-old Patrick Duffy of the Town of Cortlandville moments later. Deputies say when they arrived at the closed business, they determined that suspects had forced entry into an outbuilding located on the business property. The pair fled the scene as law enforcement officers arrived. Brady and Duffy are each charged with felony burglary as well as misdemeanor counts of criminal mischief, conspiracy, obstruction of governmental administration, and possession of burglary tools. Pennsylvania State Police say this morning they are still looking for a 12-year-old Susquehanna County boy who was last seen around quarter after 10 Wednesday night at his home on Shenango Street in Montrose. Mason Majusak is white, stands 4 feet 4 inches tall, and weighs 70 pounds. He has sandy blonde ear-length hair and blue eyes and was last seen wearing gray Adidas pants with a black stripe and a white T-shirt. Anyone with information should call the state police at 570-465-3154. And Endicott police would like to hear from anyone with video or other information about a rather unusual vehicle theft last weekend. Police say not only did the theft occur in broad daylight, but it involved a strange choice of vehicle. According to a posting on the Endicott Police Facebook page, police were called about a 2014 Cadillac hearse that had been stolen at around 1 p.m. Saturday. The green hearse with a black roof was seen traveling south on Vestal Avenue in the village of Endicott. The car was then seen traveling westbound on Route 434 in the town of Vestal. Endicott police say they managed to recover the stolen hearse. No information provided in the posting concerning a description of a suspect or information on the owner. Police say they'd like to hear from anyone who may have information or video. Tips can be called into 607-785-3341. It's 636, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Almost three... Six thirty-seven here at WMBF. Now we're gonna do a little bit of chit chat in here. Hello. Hi. I I like this segment. This is one of my favorite. I think this is my favorite segment of the whole show when we do our little <laughs> five-minute chit chats. So I'm thinking you're probably now that you have completed almost a full week because it was a shortened week. You must be on the sleep schedule now, so you will be up at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. 
Uh, Say yes. Yeah, well, it depends on. Say absolutely yes. It depends on because if you I go would out not miss. You tonight. would not miss Southern Tier close up at six oh three a.m. right here on News Radio twelve ninety WMBF. Oh, you're right. You're right. I would never, <laughs> never do such a thing. I would never. I would never miss out on that. A lot of people are very big fans. I was surprised because public affairs shows don't usually have fans. But uh, this week we'll be talking to uh, Jason Shaw. He is uh, also well known as a local businessman our country hearts one of our clients and also broom county legislator but he's also the founder of the broom land conservancy it's a fairly new thing where um, they've been working on it for a few years but things kind of got waylaid by the pandemic and everything with uh, setting aside and preserving large tracts of land in broom county and it was rather interesting talking to him about what exactly a land conservancy does um, tax breaks that are available for people that have property that they want to put into conservation, what can and cannot be put on land that is in a conservancy. So it's a it's a pretty interesting show. And if you don't happen to be up at 6.03 a.m. tomorrow for Southern Tier Close-Up to listen to it on the air, you can always catch it on podcast, and you can find that on our website, wmbf.com, and find out how to uh, sign into the whole podcasty thing. And it's up there for you to listen to at your leisure. I like the podcasting thing. I have a, a lot of family members and friends who are like, oh, well, I just I can't get up early enough to listen to the show. I can't yeah. do it. And I say, well, don't worry. Yeah, you yeah. can listen I mean, to it obviously later. Obviously, you can hear it online, too, WMBF.com. But it is on the podcast. As soon as it airs, uh, any of our programs, Southern, and you can listen to the ones way back and you know anything you want to listen to. Um, we've been doing the podcast for a few years now. But, um, yeah, a lot of people have been before we started doing it were um were pressuring me and saying why don't you do it on a podcast why don't you do it on a podcast so finally you know the powers that be and the magic fairies that are in charge of podcasting um said sure so that and also um the additions of binghamton now if you want to go and hear some of the past segments on that all that available on the wmbf podcast as well yeah, none, none from this week, though, because Bob's not here. So you only get me and Kathy this week. And I, that, I do that believe be the morning show you may be able to find on podcast, too. Yeah, you, you have to I talk think to, so. You have to talk to our, our elf, Hermie, about that. I hope it's on podcast, because I've been telling people that, hey, <laughs> if you can't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to listen to me live, then why don't you just I listen to me on podcast? I don't understand how it works. Somebody goes, oh, you're on the podcast. I go, yeah, we have this little elf, the podcast elf, and he waves his little magic walking stick, and there it goes. It goes up on podcast. Yeah, it's it's magic, absolutely it's magic. It's magic. And it, it allows me the opportunity to really guilt people into listening to the show uh, <laughs> who otherwise would have no reason to care about Binghamton local news. Like, I'm talking about, I got friends in, like, South Carolina who I'm like, bullying into listening to the show at least on the podcast version See, now we have a lot of transplants all over the country in you know raleigh and you know arizona and florida and a lot of people we get a lot of phone calls into binghamton now from people all over we've had calls into binghamton now from uh war zones we had a guy call in one time from iraq that's something and we used to have two callers from uh england we haven't heard from them in a long time oh maybe they just realized right now that they haven't called in a while listening to Binghamton First News. You know, said, you know a, what? what? We're going to call next week when, what is when that, Bob comes back. Seven-hour difference? Five-hour difference, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess for... They're, they're ahead, right? Oh, yeah. So I yes. guess it's like yes. the middle of the day yeah. for them over there. They're listening right now. Sure. Yeah. Call, well, don't call right now because we don't, we don't really take phone calls on this show. Uh, but when Bob comes back, call Bob. 
Shoot us an email, Kathy at WMBF.com. Yeah, we take emails and we take tweets. If you tweet at me, we'll take tweets and we'll figure <laughs> out what to talk to. Um, all right, it's 642 here at WMBF. New Vision. here at WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. Right now, the New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's going to run from Sunday, July 10th through Tuesday, July 12th. Also from the New York Department of Transportation, morning commuters could see some possible minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wednesday night, that's July 6th, through Thursday night, July 14th. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's about 62 degrees. Humidity is 75%, so not quite as bad as that 97% we had yesterday, but still not great for me. Today, some patchy fog before 8 a.m. You might be already seeing that clear up a little bit if you're on your way into work now. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. Should be a nice weekend Saturday. It'll be sunny with a high near 80. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. And Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56 before we get a little bit of a heat wave on Monday. Mostly sunny with a high near 87 on Monday. That definitely does not work for me. 87 degrees is just, it's far too hot. Far too hot for anybody. It's like I look at people who like move to Arizona so, yeah, it's like 100 degrees here for three months. Well, how are humans alive there? How, how did you survive before air conditioning? How have people settled here since before electricity was so readily available for air conditioning? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. 646 on WMBF. Want to save a... here at WMBF. Time for another sports update. Pretty good night for New York baseball last night. Yankees beat the Red Sox by a score of 6-5. Josh Donaldson hit a grand slam, and Aaron Hicks homered on the next pitch. As the Yankees held on to beat Boston 6-5, the win came despite a pair of home runs from Red Sox all-star candidate Rafael Devers. Boston entered the game tied for second in the AL East, but they are 14 games behind the first-place Yankees. New York staked Garrett Cole to a 5-0 lead in the third, but he gave up Devers' two-run shot in the bottom half of the inning and his three-run shot in the fifth to make a final push to be added to the AL All-Star Game roster at third base. Tough to find too many third basemen who are better than Rafael Devers. As Jose Ramirez is, I guess, pretty good. MVP candidate from the Cleveland Guardians. Tell you what, right now, I don't think I would have given the Yankees such a big lead in the AL. Well, I definitely would have given them such a big lead, but I don't think I would have even had them in first in the AL East at this point in the season before the season started. And looking at what Toronto did this offseason, 
you know, you can never sleep on Boston and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay never has any big names, but they're somehow always that pesky team that's just hanging around there, hanging around forever, relying on their bullpen strength. They have like three starting pitchers and 18 relievers. But good start for the Yankees. You still find things to be unhappy for. If you're a Yankees fan, you'd wish Joey Gallo was doing a little bit better. Maybe you wish for a little more consistency from Aaron Hicks, but it's tough to be upset with a 14-game lead in the AL East, which is a really tough division. Four teams over 500 in the division right now. The New York Mets, J.D. Davis hit his first Major League Grand Slam. James McCann launched a three-run homer, and the Mets routed the Miami Marlins 10-0 behind a splendid start from Trevor Williams. J.D. Davis set a career high with five RBIs, and Williams pitched seven innings of two-hit ball. The NL East leaders won easily in the opener of a four-game series to improve to 6-2 against Miami this season. Starling Marte and J.D. Davis each had three hits out of New York's 12 hits. And Davis also scored three times and combined with McCann to give the Mets eight RBIs from the bottom two spots in their batting order. For the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, they lost on the wrong end of another laugher. It's the second game in a row. It's happened a few times this week. They lost 16-1 to to the Portland Sea Dogs. The lone RBI came from right fielder Zach Ashford. Actually had three hits and four at-bats. It's a pretty good day for him, despite the struggles of the rest of the team there. Nine hits total, only the one run. Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 7.05. Pre-game starting on WMBF at 6.50, so if you can't make it to Marabito Stadium, listen here with Jacob Wilkins. And the U.S. women's national team beat Jamaica by a score of 5-0 to clinch their 2023 World Cup spot, so it's something to keep an eye on as 2022 unfolds. I always love watching the women's national soccer team because they just they dominate everybody easily one of the most dominant teams that's ever existed and kind of flies under the radar a little bit. And now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends, a new perk for Amazon Prime members, especially hungry ones. Just Eat, the company behind online food delivery service Grubhub, has struck a deal with Amazon. Members of Amazon's Prime service will be able to sign up for a free year of Grubhub Plus, which gets them unlimited free delivery on orders over $12 from thousands of restaurants. Christian Hetzner of Fortune.com says Amazon is getting into food delivery at a tumultuous moment. You're taking a cut effectively, but this is a, in, a, in a market where, generally speaking, margins are already very, very difficult. But he says Amazon has deep pockets, which is bad news for competitors like DoorDash, which saw its stock slump when the deal was announced. As for the future of Amazon and Grubhub? I could certainly imagine that at a later date, they would eventually acquire Grubhub if the business shows clear signs of taking market share from competitors. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. And time for a little bit of a business update, too. After going on a frenzied hiring spree for a year and a half to meet surging shopper demand, America's retailers are starting to temper their recruiting. The changing mindset comes as companies confront a pullback in consumer spending, the prospect of an economic downturn, and surging labor costs. 
Some analysts suggest that merchants have also learned to do more with fewer workers. The nation's top employer, Walmart, said it recently overhired because of a COVID-related staffing shortage and then reduced its headcount through attrition. In April, Amazon said it too had decided that it had an excess of workers in its warehouse. The U.S. dollar has been surging so much that it's nearly equal in value to the euro for the first time in 20 years. That trend, though, threatens to hurt American companies because their goods become more expensive for foreign buyers. If U.S. exports were to weaken as a result, so too would the already slowing U.S. economy. Yet there's a positive side for Americans, too. A stronger buck provides modest relief from runaway inflation because the goods that are imported to the U.S., from cars and computers to toys and medical equipment, become less expensive. A strengthened dollar also delivers bargains to American tourists sightseeing in Europe. It's 6.54 here at WMBF. Up next, traffic and weather. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 657. You're listening to WNBF with me, James Kelly, and Kathy White. Right now, morning commuters may be experiencing some possible delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. That started on Wednesday night and is going to run through Thursday, July 14th. New York State Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's going to start on Sunday, July 10th and run through Tuesday, July 12th. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's about 62 degrees. Humidity, roughly 75%. Today, patchy fog before 8 a.m. You might already start to see that clear if you're on your way in now. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 61. Saturday, sunny with a high near 80 degrees. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82, and Sunday night, mostly clear, with a low around 56. For Monday, it's going to be sunny with a high near 87. It's pretty hot. It doesn't work for me. I get sunburned in like 15 minutes. I went to a little food truck festival yesterday, and I left sunburned. I was only there for an hour. 6.59 here at WMBF. Drivers who switch. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 6.59 here on WNBF. You'll be listening to me, James Kelly, along with Kathy White. Got two more hours coming up today with some exciting stuff going on, so make sure you stay in. Up next, we got ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning, other than a little bit of fog around the region. Looks like fairly smooth sailing this morning. 
As far as the roads concerned, 64 degrees, mainly fair skies, northwest winds at 6 miles an hour. The National Weather Service is calling for a mostly sunny day today after we get rid of that pesky fog and a high in the low to mid 80s. Pennsylvania State Police officials are still looking for information about a missing child in Susquehanna County. Authorities say 12-year-old Mason Joseph Maguskak was last seen at around quarter after 10 Wednesday night at his home on Shenango Street in Montrose. Majuskak is white, stands about 4 feet 4 inches tall, and weighs 170 pounds. He has sandy blonde, ear-length hair, and blue eyes. Was last seen wearing a gray Adidas pants with a black stripe and a white t-shirt. He was wearing slide-style black UGG brand shoes. We have a photo of the child on our website, WMBF.com. State police say Mason originally was from the Carbondale area. Anyone with information is asked to call state police at 570-465-3154. A Binghamton man is facing up to life in prison after being found guilty of shooting a woman to death and wounding another at a Conklin apartment complex in August of 2020. The jury in the murder and attempted murder trial of 47-year-old Lance Johnson quickly returned guilty verdicts on all counts yesterday morning. Johnson is accused of murder in the shooting death of 38-year-old Allison Salisbury of Binghamton and the attempted murder of Shannon Brooks of Conklin, who was shot in the hand. At the time of his arrest, Johnson was charged with murder, attempted murder, criminal use of a firearm, two counts of criminal possession of a firearm, stalking, and evidence tampering. The Broome County District Attorney's Office said Johnson had been stalking Brooks in July and the days leading up to the early morning shooting at the Conklin Road apartment buildings. Brooks was among those testifying in Johnson's trial. Officials with the Broome County District Attorney Michael Korchak's office say they expect to seek consecutive sentences for the multiple counts amounting to 55 years to life in prison. Sentencing is presently set for October 7th. City of Binghamton is taking legal action to take control of the dilapidated Binghamton Plaza. Binghamton Plaza Incorporated filed for bankruptcy in 2019, owing over $739,000 in property taxes, which was later reduced to approximately $400,000. That bankruptcy created an automatic stay for the duration of the proceedings, so until recently the city's been unable to do anything about the rundown property built on top of an old dump. Now the city is asking for the bankruptcy court to grant an exception to the stay. Mayor Jeffrey Cram says Supreme Court action has cleared the way for the city to take legal steps to obtain the property through eminent domain. He says if the city gets the ownership, the plaza will be torn down and the site put up for new commercial development. WMBF First News Time 707. The former Cleveland police officer who fatally shot 12-year-old Tamir Rice in 2014 has withdrawn from the police force of a northern Pennsylvania town amid backlash and media coverage. Timothy Lohman was sworn in this week as the only police officer in Tioga Borough in Tioga County, Pennsylvania. The community of about 600 people is in rural north-central Pennsylvania, south and west of Elmira, New York. Borough Council President Steve Hazlitt says that Lohman left the job on Thursday without having worked a single shift. Hazlitt would not say whether council knew of Lohman's background when they voted to hire him. Tamir Rice's death prompted nationwide protests over police killings of black people. WMBF First News Time 708. 
WMBF Newstime 708. Law, road projects for the greater Binghamton area through 2027 are on the draft table right now. And planners are looking for public input. The draft Binghamton Metropolitan Transportation Study 2023 to 2027 Transportation Improvement Program is available for review through August 1st. It lays out all the road, bridge, and transit projects, including public transportation, including the buses that would be funded through Federal Highway Administration and Federal Transit Administration funding over the next five years. Law enforcement, state environmental, and other authorities had a stinky assignment as a truck loaded with manure tipped over and leaked its load in northern Broome County yesterday. The cause of the 3.30 p.m. crash of the manure truck on Church Road in Lyle is still under investigation. There were no injuries. Firefighters from Lyle and Whitney Point were called to the scene with a report of a rollover crash and found the vehicle leaking liquid manure on the roadway in the vicinity of 13 Church Road. Broome County Emergency Services officials had no information concerning the owner of the truck or where it was headed. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation spill response team was also called to the site. There's no information available this morning concerning any adverse impact to the environment from the spill or how long the cleanup operation took to complete. WMBF News Time at 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Good morning. It is 710 on this Friday, July 8th. You're listening to WMBF's First News with me, James Kelly, and Kathy White. Time for a traffic and weather update here. Morning commuters may be experiencing some possible delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. That started on Wednesday night, and it will run through Thursday night, July 14th. New York State Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 17 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Sunday, July 10th through Tuesday, July 12th. So, give yourself a little extra time to get to work next week or today if you are on your way into work right now. Forecast for Binghamton right now, about mid-60s. Humidity is 75%. Today, some patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 83. That fog may be starting to clear already if you're on your way into work. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. Saturday, sunny with a high near 80. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82. And Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees. It should be a pretty nice weekend before a pretty hot Monday. Sunny with a high near 87 on Monday. 7-12 on WMBF. I was 53. Pitch swung on and hit in the air to deep center. Back goes Duran. Back. He looks up and it is gone. It's a grand slam. Wow. 
Duran turned to face the wall to get the rebound, and it went over into the seats. Dead center field bleacher, Grand Slam. Josh, my gosh! And with Panache, a Grand Slam gives the Yankees a 4-0 lead. That was John Sterling's call of Josh Donaldson's Grand Slam yesterday. I'm never going to get tired of John Sterling making those calls. I don't know why he has to rhyme everybody's name with something else, but, you know, I guess it's I guess it's cute. Josh Donaldson hit that grand slam, and Aaron Hicks homered on the very next pitch, and the New York Yankees held on to beat Boston 6-5. The win came despite a pair of home runs from Red Sox all-star candidate Rafael Devers. Boston entered the game tied for second in the AL East, but 14 games behind the first-place Yankees. New York staked Garrett Cole to a 5-0 lead in the third, but he gave up Devers's two-run shot in the bottom half of the inning and his three-run shot in the fifth to make a final push to be on the AL All-Star Game roster at third base. For the Mets, J.D. Davis hit his first Major League Grand Slam, James McCann launched a three-run homer, and the New York Mets routed the Miami Marlins 10-0 behind a splendid start from Trevor Williams. Davis set a career high with five RBIs, and Williams pitched seven innings of two-hit ball as the NL East leaders won easily in the opener of a four-game series to improve to 6-2 against Miami this season. Starling Marte and Davis each had three of New York's 12 hits, Davis also scored three times and combined with McCann to give the Mets eight RBIs from the bottom two spots in their batting order. Tough night for the Rumble Ponies. They lost 16-1 to the Portland Sea Dogs. Alec Casena gave up seven earned runs in just one-third of an inning. The lone Rumble Ponies RBI came from right fielder Zach Ashford, who was three for four with that RBI. Binghamton Rumble Ponies will be back in action Tonight at 7.05 here on WMBF. If you can't make it to Marabado Stadium, pregame starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. The U.S. women's national team also beat Jamaica 5-0 yesterday to secure their 2023 World Cup spot. So congratulations to them, and I'm looking forward to another fairly successful World Cup for the U.S. women's soccer team. 717 on WMBF. First. News Radio 1290, WMBF. It's 7:20 on WMBF on this Friday, July 8th, and you know what it means on a Friday. It's Foodie Friday with Kathy White. You've heard, yes. Oh yeah, indeed. I've heard. <laughs> I listen, I'm a big food person myself. I, I went to a food festival yesterday and it was fantastic. So Foodie Friday, what do we got this week? Well, we'd like to thank our friends at Down to Earth Whole Foods, Grant Avenue in Endicott. And they have some great produce and a lot of things get coming in. And I like using fresh stuff. So when I had an opportunity to get some nice, fresh tuna steaks, I jumped at the opportunity. Little did I know that there were four of them and not two. So what do you do? You get creative and you start to think of different ways of making, you know, said stuff. And I had fresh rosemary growing in my garden, so I decided to put together a Foodie Friday Rosemary Grilled Tuna Steak. 
that's, of course, the season for grilling. Um, the step-by-step recipe that I've posted on our website, WMBF.com, it's a complete photo, step-by-step. People like those sort of things. If they can't, just picture in their mind what they're doing, all the ingredients listed right there. And we're um, actually dealing with a wood pellet burning grill, but also give you instructions on if you know adjusting the time if you're using a direct fire source like a gas grill or a charcoal grill because it does make a difference and we want to thank our friends at down to earth whole foods 305 grant avenue in endicott open seven days a week for bringing you foodie friday all these long years and they are a great source for some of that fresh produce locally grown and organic also you want to check out their deli. If you don't feel like doing the cooking, they can get you covered. If you go on their Facebook right now, James, they have got some amazing pictures of some stuff that they've made so far this week, including the breakfasts with ham and eggs that they had uh, yesterday. Also, some of their specialty pizzas, which are absolutely amazing, and crabby cakes. Don't know exactly what all is involved in that, but they sure did look good. And they even had puppy cupcakes that had a little doggy biscuit homemade on top. They've got a new chef over there in the cafe, and she's doing an absolutely fabulous job. So you want to make sure you check it out. And also, with uh, we're getting word through the news about an increase of some diseases and some rounds of infections coming back. So who can't use a little bit of a boost in their immune system? So talk to our folks, Johan and the gang at Down to Earth Whole Foods. They can steer you in the right direction if you're looking for some supplements to improve your lifestyle. Give them a call, 785-2338. They are open, once again, seven days a week. They have curbside pickup. They have delivery. And it's Down to Earth Whole Foods, bringing you Foodie Friday at WMBF and WMBF.com. 723 on WMBF. Join Mark Pat. News Radio 1290 WMBF. 726 here at WNBF. Right now, check on traffic and weather. Morning commuters may be noticing some possible minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single lane nighttime closures in both directions. From Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. That started on Wednesday night and will run through Thursday, July 14th. And New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for a pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That will run from Sunday, July 10th through Tuesday july 12th right now check on weather downtown binghamton it's low to mid 60s right now humidity about 75 percent today some patchy fog before 8 a.m that may already be clearing up if you're on your way into work otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 61 a beautiful weekend ahead saturday sunny with a high near 80 saturday night mostly clear with a low around 50 degrees Sunday, sunny with a high near 82, and Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56. Such a nice weekend. I'm going to need more suggestions on what to do. How do you get me outside? How do you prevent me from watching television with the air conditioner on all weekend? Give me some suggestions, especially before Monday when it's 87 degrees. It's far too hot to be outside. 728 here at WMBF. Who takes... 
729 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. Entertainment News. A re-recorded one-of-a-kind performance by Bob Dylan himself of his classic anthem, Blowing in the Wind, just sold at auction at Christie's in London for nearly $1.8 million. Only the bidders were permitted to preview the song. So why do it? Producer T-Bone Burnett, who oversaw the recording, tells Variety it's in part a commentary on artists earning fractions of a cent from streaming, saying he and Dylan determined it'd be easier to sell one song for a million dollars than a million songs for one dollar. If I should leave Fred Neal's Little Bit of Rain there, soundtracking the just-dropped trailer for the final six episodes of the final season of Better Call Saul. It returns Monday, July 11th on AMC and AMC+. Denzel Washington had to skip Thursday's White House ceremony where he was to have received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, forced to stay home after contracting COVID-19. And happy birthday, Kevin Bacon. He's 64 today. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Welcome to the new... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 7.32. We have a little bit of fog issue again today. 64 degrees. Some patchy fog, especially in the river valleys. When that clears out, mostly sunny today with a high in the low to mid-80s. Japan's former prime minister has been assassinated in western Japan. Shinzo Abe was shot in the back while campaigning in the city of Nara near Kyoto Friday. Abe clutching his chest and collapsing. He was airlifted to a local hospital with no vital signs and pronounced dead a short time later. Abe was 67. Japan's public broadcaster NHK says a suspect was arrested at the scene. Video taken by an NHK reporter appears to show security of, for the event apprehending someone. Abe was Prime Minister of Japan from 2006 to 2007 and again from 2012 to 2020 when he retired due to health reasons. Todd Ant, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time, 733. Sentencing is set for October for a Binghamton man found guilty of murder and attempted murder for shooting two women at an apartment complex on Conklin Road in August of 2020. A Broome County jury took only a couple hours yesterday morning to find 47-year-old Lance Johnson guilty of all counts in the murder of 38-year-old Allison Salisbury of Binghamton and stalking and wounding Shannon Brooks of Conklin. District Attorney says that he will seek... 55 years to life in prison for Johnson, who is described as a longtime criminal with records dating back almost 30 years. Pennsylvania State Police officials this morning say they are still looking for a 12-year-old Susquehanna County boy who was last seen at around quarter after 10 Wednesday night at his home on Shenango Street in Montrose. Jason Magushak is white, stands 4 feet 4 inches tall, and weighs 70 pounds. He has sandy blonde ear-length hair and blue eyes and was last seen wearing gray Adidas pants with a black stripe and a white t-shirt. He used to live in Carbondale. Anyone with information is asked to call the state police at 570-465-3154. Attorneys for the white Conklin teen charged with killing 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket have been unable to secure a year's delay in the state's prosecution. Peyton Gendron's attorneys ask for a judge for the delay while a federal case against him proceeds. But Erie County Court Justice Susan Egan during a court proceeding Thursday did grant the defense team until October 6th to go through the huge piles of evidence and indicate whether they are going to pursue a psychiatric defense. 
months. Gendron has been held without bail since his arrest shortly after the May 14th attack at a Topps-friendly supermarket that also left three people wounded. He was charged in a 25-count indictment in a state court with hate-motivated domestic terrorism, first-degree murder, attempted murder, and murder as a hate crime, and pleaded not guilty. Gendron's attorney said in court that they were told it would take a year before federal prosecutors decide whether they are going to seek the death penalty. Broome County Health Department officials are sounding the alarm over the number of drug overdoses so far this year. Broome County's Opioid Overdose Prevention Coordinator Marissa Knapp says the county is on track for numbers that would exceed the highest number of overdoses since Broome began reporting them. The county has had 22 suspected fatal overdoses and 111 reported non-fatal overdoses for the second quarter of the year, surpassing the number of fatal overdoses in the county for both 2018 and 2019, while Broome had some of its lowest fatal overdose numbers. The totals for January to June so far are 44 suspected fatal overdoses and 258 suspected non-fatal overdoses. Endicott police would like to hear from anyone who has video or other information about a rather unusual vehicle theft last weekend. Police say not only did the theft occur in broad daylight, but it involved a strange choice of vehicle. According to a posting on the Endicott Police Facebook page, authorities were called about a 2014 Cadillac hearse that had been stolen at around 1 p.m. Saturday. The green hearse with a black roof was seen traveling south on Vestal Avenue in Endicott. The car was then seen traveling west on Route 434 in Vestal. Endicott police say they managed to recover the stolen hearse. There's no information provided on the description of a suspect or information on who owns the hearse. Police say they'd like to hear from anyone who may have information or video concerning the theft and the vehicle's travels. Tips can, can be called in to 607-785-3341. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. here at WMBF, joined by Kathy White for a little bit of chit-chatting. Chitty-chatty. Yeah. So you went out and and checked out Trucks on the Tracks. I did, yes. And, and, you know, shout out to Dave Adler, who told me about it yesterday, trying to figure out something to do this weekend. And I had fun. I had a good time. I didn't didn't eat too much. I had one of the best lemonades I've had in years. Um, and, And I just, you know, the music was great. There was this... There was this dude, he must have been, you know, 80-something years old, playing music, just having a good time, uh, and really talented, too. And I was just watching him play for, like, 45 minutes. Couldn't get enough. We got a really diverse music scene in this community. Everything from the Tri-Cities Opera, which is basically like a farm club for opera, to some jazz clubs and, you know, bluegrass, all sorts of stuff things the food truck thing that was a few years back there was um a kind of some debate about um starting to have food trucks like downtown and nothing it never really went too far there's only a couple different food trucks downtown i was getting kind of excited i was thinking about opening one 
Yeah, I'll say I, I think food trucks are really cool, obviously, because I'm from New York. And, you know, I've been to Brooklyn when they have all the food trucks come in. And You'd be surprised about the regulative process that goes into that. Oh, I'm sure it's I mean, I'm sure it's insane. They're, they're really more inspected and stuff than a, a brick-and-mortar yeah. restaurant is. Yeah, I was going to have a, a food truck that was going to be, like, small bites, like little tapas. So, like, for, like, five bucks, you could get, like, three different things. Yeah. Oh, that so, that'd so, be cool. Yeah, small little bites. I already I had a name for the truck and everything. Yeah, my friend wants gonna, to have a pizza food you, truck. Like want, that's his that's his dream currently is to open up a pizza food truck. You want to know what my tapas truck was going to be named? What was it going to be named? It was small bites. Bite me. That's a good one. That's a good one. I have uh, my my aunt and I were going to open up a hot dog food truck. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it on air. We'll talk about that <laughs> off air, but. The name alone was just—it was fantastic. Um, yeah, but no, I, I like food trucks. I don't know if—I don't know if regular food trucks would work in Binghamton. Well, I yeah, feel there's, like there's not as much foot know, traffic. Yeah, but the thing is, they had the ones that have been open. They've been down um, by Governmental Plaza, which now there's a, quite a bit of student housing down there. Mm-hmm. And there was one that they used to set up. It was only it was overnight is when the tr- food trucks would be. Oh yeah. So yeah. we had a lot of construction. Well, that's crews. when the college kids are here. You get them right. at three and o'clock we, in the morning. We had a lot of cons- whatever. construction projects that were going on late at night at the time, and there was another food truck that was set up across from Boscov's. Right now there is a, a hot dog wagon that's a regular thing downtown here, over by I believe they he sets up on Collier over by the um, the county uh, county courts. But, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of food trucks, but there's, there's not a lot of, like, room on the street for them to park and traffic to still go through. And parking is such a, a premium downtown, especially since they're tearing down parking garages. So Yeah, and I, it feels like more of a New York thing because really everybody walks in New York. And even still, I feel like a lot of the food trucks in, like, major areas you know, have, like, a line of, like, two or three people. It's not like... You know, the thousands and thousands of people uh, walking by are all stopping at this food truck. And that's particularly good. Or unless you're like me and you get your food out of a hot dog cart on the street and you don't know where the hot dog cart has been. That was the dirty water. With dogs. Oh, yeah. The, yes. the dirty water. Yeah. Not great. Not a great thing for my general health. <laughs> um, but, you know, the hot dogs were good. They tasted good. So I'm willing to, try, to sacrifice my to health for that. You'll have to try the guy downtown that he just was one of the winners of the the uh, Binghamton development business development grant so he's planning on expanding so yeah I'll have to to try try yeah I'm, I'm definitely I mean you look at me I'm I know people on the radio can't see me I'm not one to sacrifice taste for health <laughs> so I will take the taste every single I day. think his will be good for health too yeah <laughs> I think he's a very very reputable guy yeah we'll see we'll see it's 742 here on WMBF Seven forty-five here on WNBF. I'm James Kelly along with Kathy White. Right now, time for a check on traffic and weather. Morning commuters may be noticing some minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wednesday night. That started last Wednesday night through Thursday night, July 14th. And New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's going to start on Sunday, July 10th, run through Tuesday, July 12th. 
Right now, check on the weather here in Binghamton. It's about 62 degrees, 75% humidity. Today, patchy fog before 8 a.m. You may already be seeing that clear up. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy with the low around 61. Saturday, sunny with a high near 80. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50. Sunday, sunny with a high near 82 degrees. And Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56. 7.46 here on WMBF. Want to save a lot? swings and hits a high fly to right. Bradley going back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. She's gone. Hicks hits one to the sticks. He homers into the Yankee bullpen in deep right. And Hicks and Donaldson go back to back. <laughs> belly to belly. And the Yankees take a big fat 5-0 lead. Back to back and belly to belly. One of my favorite sayings. One of my favorite baseball. There's a lot of good baseball sayings. Josh Donaldson hit a grand slam before that Aaron Hicks home run that you just heard from John Sterling on the next pitch. And the New York Yankees held on to beat Boston 6-5. The win came despite a pair of home runs from Red Sox all-star candidate Rafael Devers. Boston entered the game tied for second in the AL East, but 14 games behind the first place Yankees. New York staked Garrett Cole to a 5-0 lead in the third but he gave up Devers' two-run shot in the bottom half of the inning and his three-run shot in the fifth to make a final push to be added to the AL All-Star Game roster at third base. The New York Mets beat the Miami Marlins 10-0 yesterday. J.D. Davis hit his first Major League Grand Slam, and James McCann launched a three-run homer to give the Mets this big 10-0 win behind a splendid start from Trevor Williams. Davis set a career high with five RBIs, and Williams pitched seven innings of two-hit ball as the NL East leaders won easily in the opener of a four-game series to improve to 6-2 and two against the Marlins this season. Starling Marte and J.D. Davis each had three of New York's 12 hits. Davis also scored three times and combined with McCann to give the Mets eight RBIs from the bottom two spots in their batting order. Unfortunately, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies didn't have as much luck last night. They lost 16-1 against the Portland Sea Dogs. Alec Casena gave up seven earned runs in one-thirds of an inning. Gave up five hits and two walks along with that. The lone Rumble Ponies RBI came from right fielder Zach Ashford, who went three for four last night. The U.S. women's national soccer team beat Jamaica 5-0 to clinch their spot in the 2023 World Cup. Sophia Smith scored twice in the first 10 minutes of the game. That's how it happens with the U.S. women's national team. They just run up the score on everybody. I remember a few years ago, I think it was maybe against Japan, they won like 9-0, just kept scoring, didn't stop, just kept going. 7-51. Here on WMBF. Susan. News Radio 1290 WMBF. And time for some Kim Commando. 
There's just something about the quasi-anonymity of email, text messaging, and online posts that brings out the harshest elements of our personality. In America, you can insult anybody or anything online, but the Japanese have apparently had enough. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Beginning today in Japan, insulting anyone online is now punishable by up to a year in prison. They say the law is their way of fighting cyberbullying. And no, I'm not talking about threats or slander and libel, where you say or publish something that's false and damaging. I'm talking about a simple insult. Of course, here in America, this law couldn't pass First Amendment protections, but Japan has no First Amendment. Still, there's this tiny problem. Japan has no legal definition of what exactly constitutes an online insult. So take care when traveling in Japan. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website, commando.com. In life, there are good surprises and bad surprises. Finding 20 bucks, good surprise. Car breaking down, bad surprise. But when you have a protection plan through CarShield, those bad surprises are easier to handle. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, there's no paperwork or headaches. Just choose the mechanic to do the work and CarShield administrators will handle the rest. And here's a good surprise. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast -coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price by getting coverage today and it will never go up. CarShield helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier to handle. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Kim or call 800-391-8888 to save 10%. That's carshield.com slash Kim. And time for another check on traffic and weather. Right now, the New York State Department of Transportation is advising that people may see some minor delays on New York State Route 201 in Johnson City due to single-lane nighttime closures in both directions from Riverside Drive to State Route 17 for bridge work from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. That started on Wednesday night and is going to run through Thursday, July 14th. Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that State Route 17 westbound between exits 70 and 69 in the town of Union will be reduced to a single lane for pothole repair from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That will run from Sunday, July 10th through Tuesday, July 12th. Right now in Binghamton, it's about mid-60s, humidity 75%. Today you could see some patchy fog before 8 a.m., but that's likely clearing up right about now. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 61. Saturday, sunny with a high near 80. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low around 50. Sunday, sunny again with a high near 82 degrees. And Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 56. Should be an absolutely beautiful weekend here in Binghamton, New York. 7.56, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Seven fifty-six here at WMBF, and how about some political insights before we close out hour number two and head to hour number three of first news? 
Now your political insights from ABC News. There's only a 1 in more than 30,000 chance that any American will get the IRS super audit, an expensive, time-consuming look into your finances. But despite those odds, FBI's top officials James Comey and Andrew McCabe got the audit after President Trump fired them. Ways and Means Committee Chair Bill Pascrell saying the president should fire the IRS commissioner in charge for targeting Mr. Trump's perceived enemies. An inspector general also looking into the unusual tax audit. Former White House counsel Pat Cipollone will have his deposition transcribed and video recorded. The January 6th committee has a lot of questions for him, including his reaction to former top White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, who testified that Cipollone told the president he would be breaking laws if he went up to the U.S. Capitol with his supporters on January 6th. The committee also wants to know what, if anything, he told the president would be illegal that he thinks Mr. Trump ignored. Andy Field, ABC News. That's a little political update for you. 7.58 here on WMBF. Coming up in hour number two, or hour number three here, if you're looking for Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now show, well, that's not coming on this week. No Bob Joseph this week, so all we have is first news here with me, James Kelly, and Kathy White. Coming up at about 8.30, we will be interviewing Mayor Jared Cram of the city of Binghamton regarding the Binghamton Plaza. It went out there yesterday and... The city will be taking legal action against Binghamton Plaza, Inc., the owners of the property who filed for bankruptcy in 2019. Try to get the site cleaned up and get some commercial investment back in the area. The site's built on a landfill. You walk around the parking lot, it's like walking around the Adirondack Mountains. Very unstable. So something for north side residents to get excited about the city is trying to take action to maybe clean up the area and bring in some new businesses perhaps some grocery stores i know a kmart used to be there i don't know how long ago the kmart had left that area and it looks like there was another grocery store i don't know what the other grocery store was but two massive abandoned storefronts there absolutely massive plots of real estate that are really you know a stone's throw away from downtown. That's how Mayor Cram put it yesterday. Really just prime real estate that's going to waste right now in an area that doesn't really have a lot of grocery options. So, so I've heard. I haven't gotten a chance to really look around the entire neighborhood yet and find out, well, where is the nearest grocery store to here? So coming up at 8.30 or around 8.30, we'll be talking to Mayor Cram. Up next, we got ABC News coming back up. You're listening to WMBF. It's 8 o'clock.